Prepare your heart to be moved by God through the preaching and teaching of His Word as delivered at Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. So let's turn to Acts the third chapter, verses 1 through 10. Acts the third chapter, verses 1 through 10. I want to read this story. And I'm still under the series, Go for the Gold, G-O-L-D, which is the highest form of achievement in anything you can attain is the gold. I've taught a little bit about the gold. The gold is not made easily. Scientists have tried to mimic and even duplicate what gold really is. And out of all the nutrients, minerals, and ingredients in the earth, they have still been unable to reproduce what God creates through the earth, which is gold. And God wants us to go for the gold. Today, I want to preach this title into your spirit. Look on us. Look on us. Look on us. Acts the third chapter. I'm going to read verses 3 and 1 through 10. Just... Um, so you can see the whole story and then I'll break the story down as I teach and preach this morning by Acts the third chapter verses 1 through 10 look on us and verse 1 reads now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple which is called beautiful to ask alms of them that enter into the temple. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked an alms. And Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John said look on us. And he gave heed unto them. That's the lame man. Gave heed unto them. Them is Peter and John. Expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lift him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength and he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple walking and leaping and praising God and all the people saw him walking and praising God verse 10 and they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple and they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him I want to preach again Acts 3 1 through 10 from the topic or theme look on us the word is already blessed in jesus name look on us this uh verse of scripture helps to show the balance and I, my objective to hear is show the balance of what it is to be counted on the balance of what it is to be counted on and peter and john are on their way to the temple at the hour of prayer it was being the ninth hour and that was considered to be the hour of prayer and so we see here which is very instrumental for us as i will call us new century christians that we can peek back at early testament new testament of christians and believers and see how they live their life we don't see everything about their life but we got a small glimpse in the first verse peter and john go to prayer 
Uh, they are believers, and so believers go to prayer. And when there is time for corporate prayer, believers gather together to demonstrate unity and prayer to God. And so we see Peter and John going to the hour of prayer. It shows that the church also had a corporate designated time where all the believers should come to pray. It shows us that we just can't serve God privately, but we must serve God publicly and corporately. That is important because if not, we can become out of balance because we know that Jesus Christ is our personal savior and because he's our personal savior we can make every aspect of our faith personal and not public and when it becomes personal and not public we'll tell people you don't tell me what to do you can't tell me about my faith you can't tell me about where I stand why because my relationship is personal and if we're not careful we'll go into the caves of a personal relationship with God and never demonstrate that that personal relationship should have some public expression and we see here clearly that it's not good enough just to be personal with Jesus you got to also be public with Jesus what we do in the private must come out of the corridors or behind the walls and it must become a light to shine before men and I know we've been taught that's the balance we've been taught that we don't do things for men but that doesn't mean that men shouldn't see what you do and that's the balance that we have and so some are caught in, the, in, in a little fix here because they don't feel that anything about their faith should be demonstrated publicly to you and I so they believe that they can live for God and we and you and I should never be discouraged meaning we should never look to them to be encouraged uh, meaning the, they can live for God and never can we depend on them to speak a good word to us why because their life is personal and and they don't have to be ready to give a word they don't have to be ready to give a hug they don't have to be ready to be uh, smile or give joy to anyone else and if that was the case many of us would be still downtrodden because the truth of the matter is can we testify that we're better today because somebody took their private and moved it from the private to the public can we testify today that we're here today I can't I, I thought it was gonna come later but it's coming too soon right now can we testify today that we're saved because somebody in the church didn't allow their salvation just to be private but they brought their private salvation out to be public and I believe that God is calling for more public display of faith God is calling for both more public and more corporate display of faith and I believe in a such a time 
as this. It's not time for the church to be quiet, but it's time for the church to hear God and then talk. I put it in order. Because <laughs> some people say, I'm not being quiet, but you got to get quiet first so you can hear. Then after you hear, you can talk. But overall, it's not time for us to be silent as the church. We must go into prayer. Listen, together. Together in prayer also helps us with personal accountability or corporate accountability. That's what I want to say. Uh, corporate accountability. So Peter and John going to prayer also represents that they're going to prayer corporately and I believe this tandem of two which is the number of witness even says that the reason we even make it to prayer Peter and John because Peter needed John and John needed Peter many times the reason you even make it to spiritual destinations is because you're in union or in walk with some other believer who helps you get to where God wants you to be and so while we see Peter Peter and John walking together I don't want you to think that Peter is making it without John and I don't want you to think John is making it without Peter put on your timeline I need you my brother I need you my sister come on I need you to tell him that because some of y'all God spoke to you this week but you ain't told us what God said but if you did somebody else would have had a smile some of y'all God encouraged you this week but you you didn't share what God shared with you but if you did somebody else would be feeling much better I want you to see that Peter needed John and John needed Peter and they together were going to publicly display their faith in God because it was the hour of prayer. It even shows us that believers must be dedicated to the time. Say so be dedicated to the time be dedicated to the time amen every Sunday at 10 a.m. we have a time of worship every Sunday everybody say every Sunday come on say every Sunday every Sunday we hadn't opened up the gather publicly but every Sunday we're still worshiping and having what we consider to be a corporate and virtual experience tell somebody say every Sunday come on I know some churches do first and third and then and potentially you can get confused because you thought the second Sunday was the first Sunday and the third Sunday what's the fourth and you can get confused but tell somebody not over here at truth gathers we do this thing every sunday at 10 a.m or you ain't got to get confused about it it's the same time every sunday y'all ain't hearing me yes you are <laughs> and there's something about being dedicated to the time there's something about being dedicated to the time i believe when you show up in the right places even when you're not feeling like you're feeling and don't even feel like go going there's a blessing for just being there at the right time and Peter and John going to prayer prior publicly showing their faith while they're going to prayer at the set time the ninth hour they see a certain man who is lame this man is lame from his mother's womb it means he didn't become lame after being born it lets us know he was born lame so he has no history of learning, knowing how to walk. He has no history knowing how to walk. He don't know how to walk. But every day they put him at this gate of the temple called beautiful. And they put him at this gate of the temple called beautiful. But his situation is he don't know how to walk and never did. But he's put in a place to, to 
earn a living which from alms which is benevolent giving he uh, he he's able to earn a living from being put at the gate and now while we can look at this man who never went to any other place in employment there is still a blessing for him the blessing for him is although he cannot walk he is watching people walk every time they walk into the temple so although he can't walk he can see what it's like to walk he can see what it's like to walk into the temple he never went into the temple the text says he is put the gate and I believe he's in between his breakthrough he's in between his breakthrough because he's right in front of his breakthrough but he don't have the strength to walk in he's right in front of the gate he's the gate called beautiful but he's begging matter of fact he's not on the inside of the gate he's on the outside of the gate he's on the gate facing the opposite direction and he's asking people going in the gate can you help me and he's accustomed to being there and, and I believe it shows us as believers we got to be accustomed to dealing with issues of the world we got to be sensitive to people who are going through life's disappointments. It teaches us to be sensitive. And he's placed at a gate, at the gate from where people who are taught to be sensitive to the lifestyle of others, that he will have the best chance of having an economy in his life if he's put at the right place in front of the right people who are taught to be sensitive to those who have who are less fortunate or have been through life's disappointments and so we are taught as believers that if anything we should be is we should be generous everybody say generous and so this man is accustomed to the generosity of believers the bible even tells us that whoever is generous to the poor lends to the lord so when you give to those who are poor you're actually lending to the lord and that's something and if you know understand god don't need anything so we are not to give with an attitude uh uh, as if somebody needs something because God don't need anything but when we give to the poor we're lending to the Lord and then it says he will repay him for his deed that's Proverbs 19 verse 17 you ought to take a little righteous esteem if you ever given to the poor if you ever given to someone at a right, red light if you ever given to somebody going through a hardship if you ever help pay a bill if you ever help somebody go through something tough if you you ever giving to somebody who needed their rent paid if you ever gave something extra to somebody who was hungry if you ever fed somebody you ever took somebody in your home you ought to have some righteous esteem because the bible declares that the lord will repay him for his deed we are taught as believers that when we see people that we don't turn down our nose to people because oh god it could have been us you know the song it could have been me outdoors and if you would have caught me some years ago i would have told you it was me oh god but i understand it could have been me and because i understand it could have been me i am generous the bible tells us luke 6 and 38 give and it shall be given unto you look at it give when you give when you give you open up the door to be given unto, given unto you give and it will be given unto you good measure pressed down shaking together running over sound like some type of scientific explosion 
and press down, shaking together, running over. Sound like somebody in the laboratory or something. Will God give you something? That's something else. It means God will take what you give and it may not look it look like much, but when he finished shaking it and pressing down that thing a bubble and running over, runneth over. So don't ever even get sad if you only can give $2 in offering. Give your $2 full of faith. Hallelujah. If you can only give $20, give that $20 good in faith because God will take what you give hey he will press it down shake it and make it run over till men will start giving unto your bosom we are taught to be givers so this man who's never walked in his life was put in the best position to be blessed by believers because we are taught to be sensitive to the plight of other people but when he sees Peter and John going into the temple he acts what he normally does every time he see believers going in he asks for alms can you give me something so he asked he asked he started the exchange by asking if you want to get out of what you're in you got to start asking you got to start asking I know it but some people suffer longer than they should because they dare not to ask and I understand if you feel like you're being lazy and you can do it yourself that's one thing but if you know you've done all you can and you can't do nothing else you need to open up your mouth and ask because you can't start the exchange of blessing the exchange of miracles all right if you just want to suffer and nobody know it just all I'm trying to say is don't blame me when you go through if I could have gave to you don't do that don't do that no 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 no. you held it together you didn't say anything so don't be mad at me hallelujah when you didn't ask me nothing you know I just got to deal with a little spirit there a little attitude you know you know that's the attitude of the people who never ask for nothing hallelujah hallelujah don't ask for nothing and stuff like that and, and then when they see you they got an attitude feeling like you should have gave them something and you looking around and saying you were smiling yesterday I didn't know nothing wrong with you you were doing fine yesterday I didn't know nothing wrong with you if something wasn't all together you could have asked and at least gave me the opportunity to use my resources and my referrals and if I didn't have nothing else I could have prayed for you or something but you didn't say nothing so don't have no attitude with me I just want to talk to that mindset today for those who stay stuck because you never open your mouth this man opens his mouth every day day to ask for alms he said give me give me will you please give me and they give unto him and when he does this same asking he looks upon Peter and Peter fastening verse 4 fastening his eyes upon him with John said look on us everybody say unity say unity that's unity Peter look at the man and John looked at him too when the man said hey uh, I asked thee of alms Peter spoke up on behalf of both of them we need a level of unity in the body of Christ that everybody don't have to speak one person can speak and represent the whole group come on we got to trust John had to trust Peter enough that John can be quiet look at the man but Peter was the one talking and Peter was the representative of the body of Christ or the body of believers being Peter and John at that moment and Peter was the one who said look on 
us. I believe that God is still pushing us into greater unity as the body of Christ. That we walk together, we fellowship together, we pray together, that many times when Susie speaks, she speaks for John too. Amen. When Amber speaks, she speaks for Pastor Joe too. We got to learn another dimension of unity that we can be comfortable when our brother and sister speaks on our behalf. But we'll never have that comfortability if we don't pray together. See how that prayer works? If we don't share in worship together, come on. If we don't share in the word together, the sharing of the spirit, spirit things together help us walk in unity. And they walk in unity because Peter says, look on us. The man now is hungry, he is thirsty, wondering what they're going to give him. Wondering what they're going to provide for him today. All right, today, and here it is in verse 6. Then Peter and Sil Peter said, silver and gold have I none. It even shows us that while we are in our assignment, that there will be times that we're going through our own selves. I want to pause. We like to move over to from point A in the sixth verse to the next part, but we miss that many times you and I are operating even in deficits. We are still doing what God called us to do while we go through. And it's wonderful when people can be dependent upon even when they're going through. I want to appreciate all the people who showed up and didn't feel like it. I want to appreciate all the people who showed up and was tired. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Because what makes the body of Christ stand strong is there are people who yet hold up the blood-stained banner while they're yet going through in their own families. They're yet going through their own circumstances. Peter begins to say silver and gold have I none. Can I paraphrase for it? Peter said today we broke. Today we ain't got no money. Today we're coming to prayer. Because you know what that means? For some of you all when you're broke you'll stay home. Some of y'all when you're going through we ain't seen you until God brought you out. We ain't seen you and we know when God bring you out because it takes five ushers to hold you down because you spinning all around the church and we're glad you praising God. But we know you're only praising him because he brought you out but can we praise God for the people who kept the praise going while they were in the storm while they were broke while they were going through famine while they were going through the war going through um, financial struggle while they were going through marital issues can we praise God for the people who were still believing God while their children were acting up yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter says that I want y'all want you to know, man, we broke today. It shows us that even as believers, we must stay allegiant, stay allegiant to our assignment even when we go through. They say we don't have no money, man. It shows us as believers, we are not exempt from challenges. We are not exempt. The Bible even tells us many are the afflictions of the righteous. But God, everybody say, but, but God. See, that's the good thing about a believer. If you keep serving him, a but God will happen to your life. See, but you got to stay righteous. You can't say many are the afflictions of the sinner. See, it don't work that way. You start, you start backsliding. You don't equate to be brought out of nothing. <laughs> you, don't, you ain't promised nothing. I keep telling y'all, stop giving away pearls to the swine. Be telling everybody they ain't living right, they ain't serving God, and y'all 
believers be giving the pearl to the swine, trying to encourage people all the time. And, and, you, and you need to encourage them differently. You come up to them, you be telling them, for we know all things work together for the good. Well, that don't apply to everybody. Now, it sounds good. It'll make a person feel good. But I tell you what, God not obligated to do, to make all things work together for the good for everybody. But there is something for those who stay righteous. There is something for those who stay strong. He will cause all things to work together for the good. To who? To them. It didn't say to everybody, it said to them who love God and are the called according to his purpose. And so I want to praise God for everybody that begins to keep praising God while they go through the valleys of the shadows of death and go through tough times. Peter and John are broke this day. They don't have material wealth. They don't have material possession. They don't have uh, what the man would ask for, but then they switch it up and they said, but such as I have, meaning although I ain't got no money, I still got something else. Matter of fact, I got the thing that makes me run into money. I got the thing that makes me move into favor. I may not have the money, but I got the favor. I may not have the car, but I got the relationship that will bring the car. I got something that works. I got faith in Jesus Christ. Such as I have, give I unto thee. And they begin to give this man faith. They transfer their faith to him and say, we give you faith. We believe God can change your situation. We believe God can change your circumstance. And I believe that's what God's trying to do with the church. God's trying to make the church steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. I believe God's trying to make us strong in this season that will bend but not break. I believe God's trying to teach us how to stand. Everybody say stand. I like that verse. It says, having done all to stand. Let me teach a little bit. The Bible says, having done all to stand. It means if you're going to stand, you got to do something to stand. And having done all to stand. It means before you fall, make sure you've done everything to stand. Some of us are so interested in feeling being weak and falling. But God said you can do more to stand before you fall. There are other things you can do to prop up your spirit. The Bible says, having done all to stand stand. It tells us to put on the breastplate of righteousness. It tells us to put on the helmet of salvation. It tells us to have our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, it said above all, it means if you forget your helmet, if you forget your breastplate, if you run out the door and don't put on your shoes because you must be really in a hurry. But, but, but if none of that stuff you don't have, if you can hold on to your faith, above all, take above everything else, take the shield of faith and if you take the shield of faith everything won't get to you because you will quench every fiery dart of the wicked one I believe that God's trying to raise us up to stand in this day that even while we're on assignment even while we're serving the world that we can start saying look on us I don't believe that while we've been in a season let me slow down been in a season where God has been exposing purposefully some things in the body of Christ yet I still believe that God is not going to change his heart that we are still the salt of the earth we are still who God has elected and chosen to represent his kingdom I'm talking about believers I'm not talking about white or black I'm not talking about denominations I'm talking about everybody purchased and confessing purchased by the blood and have confessed the Lord Jesus I believe God's trying to raise us up to the forefront and teach 
teach us how to represent him even while we're going through. Peter and John are broke this day, but yet they are exercising faith publicly. And as they do this, they take this man by the right hand. Look at the miracle. He take, they take him by the right hand. They lift him up. Every time I see this, I can't help but teach you. I love this kind of stuff. They look at him. They transfer faith. They transfer faith. All right, such as I have given unto thee. Now, they don't even let the man get up by himself. They don't even let the man get up by himself. It shows the nature of how God works. God didn't even let you change by yourself. You didn't even change by yourself. You didn't accept Christ by yourself. Come on, get out of there with that arrogance. Oh, no, 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 no. You get out of there. You, the Bible says no man can come to the Father except he draw it means you're no good by yourself but with God he helps you to be great he helps you to make the changes he don't even allow you to change by yourself see we got to get the right nature of God that we join into people's fight and join into people's weakness and say I'm gonna help you be better I'm gonna help you overcome because that's how God did us while we were sitting there struggling trying to get ourselves together he came and picked us up and helped us make the changes we needed to make. And we ought to emulate our God and our Savior. Lord, help me today. Can't help but teach that. They, they stretched out their hand, their right hand, and lifted him up. And immediately when they made contact with him, their hand become like a conduit of power. It says immediately. Everybody say immediately. Immediately. His feet and ankle bones received strength. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So all the time of his life, although he was born lame, he was born with the faculties to walk. The only thing he was missing was strength in his faculties. He had ankles. God didn't give him no ankles. He had feet. God didn't give him no feet. All he needed was strength in the areas of his weakness. Can I prophesy? Some of y'all about to move places that you ain't never moved before. You got the faculty, but you don't have the strength. But when God gives you strength in your weakness, you'll be able to do what you've never done before. Everybody been looking at you sitting by the gate called beautiful. Everybody else been passing by you moving into destiny. But God's about to strengthen your weakness in this season. God's about to strengthen where you've been falling in this season. God's about to strengthen where you've been lame in this season. Oh, you got the faculties, but here comes the strength. Tell somebody, strength is coming on me. <laughs> and this man, look what he does in verse 8. And he leaping up stood and walked. Ain't never walked a day in his life. <laughs> I like this. Can I prophesy to somebody? I feel this weakness and strength. Some of y'all from the move from never had to doing it like you always did. Sometimes I believe in the stage called crawling, but God can supernaturally move you from crawling, move you from lame to walking. This man said, I've been watching people walk. I know you just put one foot in front of the other. I know you keep your head up while you walk. I know you keep your strut when you walk. And y'all wonder how I can skip this 
this level. I've been watching people walk every day, but they've been walking by me. They've been walking past me, but this is a different season of my life. I'm no longer going to allow people just to walk by me. I'm about to walk with them. Watch this. He said he walked and entered with them into the temple. Wait a minute. So they've been leaving this man. This man basically said, no, Peter and John, y'all been leaving me out of prayer. But not today. I'm walking in the prayer with y'all under my own accord, under my own strength. God has done a miracle in my life and he entered with them. The Bible says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. This man began to enter into the gates of called beautiful towards the temple of the Lord with Peter and John. Now we know John had the heart of God, but John is with Peter and Peter had some mess ups and Peter had some hiccups and Peter denied God three times, Jesus three times. It even shows us that Peter and John are similar to the man who was once lame because now a man who was once lame is walking with Peter and John and Peter, if anything, Peter can tell him, look man, he can pick you up after you're fallen he can strengthen you when you felt like you failed him and if anybody could praise God for a comeback it can be Peter and here is Peter and John praising God with him and he's praising God with them I believe this is the prophetic thing that God's trying to raise us up in the body of Christ that we're not going to be praising God by ourselves anymore we're not just going to be praising God with other believers anymore but we're going to be praising God with other people who were once sinners or once lame but's been converted they're gonna be praising God with us and we're gonna be praising God together come on say let's praise God together they enter into the temple walking and leaping and praising God now y'all got to see this this man was once stuck he was once stuck being lame but now there's been a transfer of faith and unity a transfer of faith and power and now this man is leaping and walking and praising God and it says and all the people saw him now go that public again and all the people saw him walking and praising God I believe God's trying to demonstrate his goodness through us to the earth but we can't be afraid to say look on us we can't be afraid to enter in the gate called beautiful. We can't be afraid to be known as people of prayer. We can't be afraid to be known as people of prophecy. We can't be afraid to be known as the salt of the earth. This man's life has been radically transformed by dedicated people who kept going to prayer. And he saw them walking. And now he's saying prophetically, this is what I'm speaking. Now he's saying, I'm going to do what you've been doing. Y'all been walking in the temple praising God? I'm coming in the temple to praise God. Y'all been walking in the temple praying? I'm going to walk in the temple praying. And I'm going to walk with you as a sign of God's power. I believe God is clearly trying to say to this church and the body of Christ, look on us. We got to be able to hold up that declaration, look on us. We got to be able to say that we are the people of God. We go through trouble. We go through trials. We go through circumstances, but God is with us. Today, I believe that's my word today for you. I'm encouraged in the Lord and I want you to be encouraged. I don't want you to ever hold your head down. I don't want you to ever quit in the midst of your struggle. I want you to see clearly that you can demonstrate God's goodness even during a time where you feel weak. And I felt that in my spirit all, all this week and this morning as I began to pray. That God wanted to strengthen believers who have been going through hard times. 
He don't want you to shut down your faith. He don't want you to shut down your attitude of believing. He don't want you to start feeling like God has forsaken you. The Bible even says that even as believers, we grieve. Somebody said we grieve. But the Bible said when we grieve, we don't grieve like those who don't have hope. So we have feelings, we have emotions. But we don't grieve like those who don't have hope. The Bible even says, yea, do I walk through the valleys of the shadows. We go through the shadows of death, but the key is we walk through it. We don't get stuck in it. God brings us out of dark days and dark moments. So I want you to lift your hands as I pray this prayer for you. It's a prayer of being steadfast and committed. Because the, really the bridge of his deliverance is because committed people show up. The, the bridge for his deliverance. This man who's leaping and praising and shouting. The bridge for his deliverance is because of dedicated and committed people. And Peter and John, Peter says, look on us. We may not have all the tangible things all the time, but we have a God that we can pray through, pray to, and he'll change things around. Look on us. As believers, we cannot be afraid to take our faith. We don't have to have all the answers. Some of you don't demonstrate allegiance to your assignment because you're heady. You're heady. You're heady. You're heady. You're too busy trying to be intelligent about all things when God needs to work it out. And your faith is dormant because you're too heady. You're trying to think out everything. Sometimes you're trying to even figure out where God is going. Rather than just using your faith to believe that God can change it, God can do it any way he do it, when he decides to do it. And I believe we're in that season that God wants us to move out of being private and move into our public expression of faith. The world needs to see Jesus through you. The world needs to see the God, God's love through you. We can longer be silent. We must speak the love of God. We must share the love of God. We must tell the world, look on us. We know a Savior. We know a Savior. And our covenant with him and ain't, it's not all about material gain. Material gain is in it, but it's not all about material gain. But we have a substance within us that keeps us alive and keep our lamps lit and keep joy in our hearts. Can I be honest with you? The only reason I'm still here today is because God kept me when I was going through. I'm here today because God preserved me while I was going through the floods and the fires. And some of you got that same testimony. I want you to begin to say, you can say, look on me. I can pray for you. I can believe God with you. Oh, sister, brother, I've been through many things. Come on. Some of you need to start using your testimonies, using your transformation like Peter uses his transformation here. And I like that Peter, again, I like that Peter is the one who spoke up, knowing his history and knowing what he'd been through. I like it that Peter stood up. And said look on us i like that peter and some of you've been through you got testimonies of comebacks and restoration of forgiveness and great mercy and it's time for you to start saying i believe god for your situation some of y'all been to the lows of lows i can't even understand how you believe god restored you but you don't believe god can restore no one else some of y'all done been down 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 Something should happen to your faith and your nature that when you see other people, you see what they could be. You see where they could go. This man was able to walk into his destiny because someone else said, look on us. I believe we miss opportunities for miracles because we won't say, trust our God.
I believe we miss them. I've been teaching about missed assignments and that's why we focus on allegiance and assignment moving from private to public because we miss them. We miss these assignments. And this man said, I'm not going to miss these Peter and I'm not going to miss this assignment. We don't have the money that you want, but I got a faith that will get you out of your circumstance. We have a faith that will help turn your circumstance around. And there are times we have to do the material things for people. But how many have ever been in that place where you knew that a brother or sister need more than really their rent paid? How many have been there where you knew I could pay their rent? I'm going to pay their rent. I'm going to give to them. I'm going to love them. Whatever you feel like you can do to give. But you knew they needed something longer that can last longer than that money. You knew they needed joy. You knew they needed peace. You knew they needed salvation. And that's why I'm pushing you today that you'll be that person to say, look on me. Look on us. We believe God will change your life. So Father, I thank you for your word today that we'll stand strong as people of God. In a time like this, we will not faint. We will not let our strength be wax cold. Our love to be wax cold. Father, again, we thank you for the food distribution. Thousand people fed. Families impacted by the grace of God. They know love is still in the earth because we've demonstrated your heart. Father, I thank you that we are a sign that you we are a sign that you're still on the throne. We are a sign that the best is yet to come. We are a sign that favor is still available. We are a sign in the earth that miracles can still manifest. So Father, I thank you today. I pray for the believer who's been going through body ailments. Body ailments. I've been feeling that today. Diagnosis. Prescription medicines. Processes for recovery. Believers who go in through. Specifically, I'm praying for believers today. I know I could pray for unbelievers as well who are going through, but specifically, God wants to strengthen the heart of the believer today. The believer today. And some of you are unhappy. I feel you, Lynn. I feel the Holy Spirit. I feel you. Some of you are sad because of your income. Some of you are sad because you need a job. And God said, I need you to walk in your faith. Be like Peter and say, I'm broke, but I got faith. And the God I serve is going to make things well for me. And I'm not trying to say you don't need a job at all. I'm trying to say that don't let what's going on currently keep you outside of your faith. The Bible says above all, taking the shield of faith. And so I today specifically lift up and pray for all believers today. That we will stay in our allegiance and our assignment to God. That even if we need to rest, I'm talking out what I've been feeling. <laughs> even if we need to rest, we'll rest so we can get back into the right place. Because sometimes you're going and you need to rest. So even if you need to rest, rest and get back going. If you're tired, get rejuvenated, sleep, eat good. Go somewhere, see a different scenery, something that inspires you and stirs you inwardly, and then get back on task. 
So Father, I thank you today for believers being restored and encouraged and strengthened. That they can say, look on us. I thank you for backsliders returning to Christ. I thank you for people who backed away from Christ coming back to Christ. People who know the way. Coming out of the fog and coming out of the whatever they were stuck in. Hallelujah. In my preparation time, I kept I kept praying about don't get stuck in it. That's what I kept praying about. Don't get stuck in it. The season, don't get stuck in it. The emotion, don't get stuck in it. Whether it's anger, sadness, don't get stuck in it. I kept hearing that while I was praying and meditating. Don't get stuck in it. Many are the affliction of the righteous, but God delivers. Don't get stuck in it. Don't get stuck in what you're going through. Go through it. Don't get stuck in it. God comes to strengthen and encourage the believer that you won't lose your form and your posture today. God wants you to be able to say, look on us, even when you feel like you're not in the best season of your life. Look on us. I trust the God. And I don't feel like God's going to fail me. That's why I can tell you, let's pray to God. Because I don't feel that he's going to fail me. And so, Father, we thank you today for your word. We thank you for the faith that's being transferred here today. We thank you for strengthening those who are going through ailments and illness and circumstances. In and out of the body. Situations that they won't get stuck in it. Grace will come on them. Help will come on them. Praise will come on them. Encouragement will come on them. A good word to witness will come on them. Hallelujah. They will not get stuck in their dilemmas. They will not get stuck in their plight of life. They will not get wrong attitudes. They will be grateful. And I, by the power invested in me, I release gratefulness. I release gratefulness. I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful. I release gratefulness to you. For many of you in dilemmas, I release a heart of gratefulness. The enemy will want you to complain about what you're having to go through, what you're feeling, your journey. But I release gratefulness to you. It's extended to you today. And Father, I thank you that you will strengthen us to be able to say, look on us. I still trust God. Put that in your timeline. I still trust God. Come on, put it in there. I still trust God. I still trust him. I still trust God. I still trust God. I still trust God. I still, I still trust him. I, I still trust him. Like Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust. I still trust him. I'm still in the earth representing the kingdom. Although I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death. <laughs> I will feel no evil so father we love you today that gratefulness is released over our hearts today as we enter into the national season of Thanksgiving let's thank God for Jesus right now through our communion come on let's let's thank him through our communion go ahead and get your bread and your juice and let's thank him for dying Let's thank him for hanging it in there. Let's thank Jesus for hanging in there on the cross. He was being ridiculed in front of his mama. And if any place you feel like showing out, sometimes it's in front of your mama. 
Because you won't, you, 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 in front of your mama, they abused him in front of his mother. But Jesus stayed committed to the cross for our breakthrough. And I want you right now to be a part of this sacred moment. Hallelujah. Come on, everybody is taking communion. If you feel that you're a person of faith, the Bible even tells us that we're not condemned. And I've taught it against, I've taught this for a while, but I repeat it, I haven't said it in a while. I've taught this some seasons and years. There are believers when it comes to communion, they miss the opportunity to be reconciled and renewed because the, the verses of scripture talks about those who take this thing unworthily. It means when you're playing around with God and you're not serious about this moment. But for those who are sincere about renewal, you can take this moment of communion to be a time of repentance, to ask for forgiveness. And so there are many believers who have been taught on the condemning side of communion and not on the releasing, renewal, and convicting side of communion. And there are believers who for whatever reasons when they don't feel their righteous self skip communion because of things of that nature but I believe by faith this is a time of renewal and forgiveness this is a time to reacquaint ourselves with what Jesus has done on the cross so I invite all of you into this moment go get some bread right now maybe you're joining truth gatherers online for the first time and you didn't know we were going to take this communion this bread we have is in similitude of his body so go ahead and break a piece of that bread off the loaf of bread you have. Get that cracker in your home. Get whatever you feel you can represent bread and go get it right now. Get whatever you have that is liquid to drink and let it represents the blood. Come on, take this time with us. I invite you into renewal. I invite you into forgiveness. I invite you into strength. I'm not, I'm not going to rush and leave you outside the gate. I want you to come in this gate with me because I'm going in. Hallelujah. And I'm about to celebrate what Jesus has done on the cross. Thank you. I see you moving. Some of you are moving right now. Thank you. Get that bread. Get that juice. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you. This is a wonderful time for us to remember his covenant lifting the bread because he was lifted for us the bible says jesus said if i be lifted i'll draw all men to, unto me break it eat ye all of it we're taking healing and wholeness he was bruised for our healing and our wholeness we participate in the covenant of jesus christ and the juice represents the blood the blood washes away all sin there's no sin committed in the earth except blasphemy against the Holy Ghost. All other sins are forgivable. So any sins that we have done in our body, we accept that the blood is the atonement for our sins and Jesus is the ransom for the for our consequence and we are no longer held hostage to what we have done wrong to God and we are no longer an enemy of the cross but we are friends and joint heirs with Christ drink ye all of it now celebrate what the blood has done for you celebrate today 
I'm renewed all over again. I'm free all over again. I'm forgiven all over again. I'm brought into right relationship all over again. I even dare to say I have been saved all over again. I've confessed Jesus all over again. I renew my, my faith. I renew my trust in Jesus all over again. I dare to say I'm not old. I'm brand new. I dare you to say I'm brand new. You like brand new stuff? I do too. I'm brand new. I'm renewed again. I'm cleansed again. My hands are cleansed. My mind is cleansed. I'm brand new today. Hallelujah. I'm new in righteousness. I'm new in faith. The blood has washed away all my sins. As far as the east is from the west. Will he forgive my sins and remember them no more. He's a holy God. He saw our wrongdoing. But because of the blood, he don't remember not one thing I ever did. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All because you remember, don't remember, don't mean God remembers. All because you knew what you're being. He said in his word, because of the blood, he doesn't remember. Glory to God. Come on, praise God for his forgetfulness. Through the blood. Through the blood, I'm renewed, I'm forgiven. And he doesn't remember my sins. Sovereign forgetfulness. Sovereignly. Remove it from my life. And I'm the son he always wanted. And you're the daughter he's always wanted. And you're the man he always wanted. Will you help me celebrate being renewed with Christ? Hallelujah. I'm brand new today. I've never said that in all my years of preaching and doing communion. But I'm feeling good because I'm brand new. I've never said it, but I sure feel it in my spirit. I'm brand new. Yeah, I'm feeling brand new. I'm feeling brand new. <laughs> I thank you again for joining in the Truth Gatherers with us. Thank you so much who have connected with our church. I want to thank God for those who need to accept Jesus Christ in your life. I will be remiss not to invite you into this celebration. You've seen us celebrate. You've seen us take communion. If you're giving your life to the Lord, leave it in our timeline so we can reach out to you and pray with you and join in faith with you. So if you accepted Jesus Christ in your life, say, I've accepted Christ. And we'll know how to reach out to you and thank God and pray with you about your faith confession today. You say, God, I'm a sinner. I don't want to be in this situation. Let your blood cover me. I confess Jesus today. Hallelujah. You've done that. You are saved. All right. And we appreciate you so much for what God has done in our services today. We love you so much. I want to pray a special blessing before we leave over your travels and over your fellowship time this week. We've heard reports about how the coronavirus is rising in certain areas, more some than others. Yet this is a season where they're expecting a spike and we're starting to hear reports and numbers going up in certain areas very significantly and so whether you're traveling going to see family we don't we want to first of all give you some practicality before we leave use wisdom all right use wisdom keep all the precautions that you need to keep and I'm saying this because I understand how we behave everyone behaves when you get around family when you get around family like wait well, I can't hug anybody else who can I hug if I can't laugh and all this other stuff with anybody who else can with family 
but I, I'm asking you to still be cautious not because you don't love but because you need to be safe all right and so I want to stress that before we leave today that you will still do the wise things all right even among your family to protect one another during this holiday season so walk in there being sober being practical right don't feel bad in front of family needing wearing a mask all right do what you must do to stay safe during this holiday all right and I want to say that all right because there's a there's a potential increased propensity during this week for some things to rise because of the holiday all right and I want to slow it down all right to say still use be wise use practicality all right and whatever you decide to do to celebrate Thanksgiving all right and then now that I give you the practicality now I'm going to pray the blessing on that I'm gonna pray the supernatural on the natural right so father I thank you for your word of wisdom and guidance that you put in my heart to even remind the saints to stay safe to do all diligence with the practical things they can do to stand having done all to stand let us do all that we can to stand and be safe but father I also ask that your grace will be upon us even those we may know family and friends and those who are already affected by the coronavirus going through we thank you for shielding them covering them we thank you for returning our bodies back to health. We ask that you will cover us even in this holiday season. Give us wisdom and grace and let a supernatural grace be upon our health. In the name of Jesus, let our immune system be strong, we pray. We pray for that, that you will be involved spiritually, even with our natural bodies. Cover us, let angels be dispatched for our safety. We even rebuke harm, danger, accidents, traumas, mishaps, anything that would delay, deny, or reject us from destiny. Cover it in the blood. Rebuke any demon on assignment. Cancel in the name of Jesus Christ by the power of the blood. Release us with safety and favor. In Jesus' name, amen. And again, no service this Wednesday. Enjoy your families. Be safe. No service this Wednesday. We'll see you on next Sunday. God bless you. We hope you've been blessed by this fresh word from Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. Pastor Joseph Davis and the congregation invite you to join them. You can find more information by following them on social media. Just look up Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. And we pray that God will bless you richly and abundantly in the coming days, knowing that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him.